back. It's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Time for our weekly visit with Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, which is basically Douglas, Adams, and Arapahoe County, and he's formerly with the CDC. John, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, uh, Murph. Uh, hanging in there just great. That's good. Good to hear that. I heard you had a little Tri-County uh, meeting the other day and uh, wearing masks and the whole thing. How'd that go? Uh, well, I'd say it was a good discussion. It was pretty animated. Um, there, I think, is uh, lots of uh, lots of different views about masks in our community. Um, uh, from a public health perspective, uh, we believe it's one of the most useful tools we've got to try to keep our community safe, let our businesses open, protect our friends, family, relatives who are vulnerable. And ideally to make things calm enough that we get our schools opened up. So um, we believe in masks strongly. And the discussion yesterday was really, should we uh, have a mask requirement? Uh, should everybody, when they go outside and are close to other people or go indoors, public places be required to wear a mask? Um, we think it makes sense to do it uniformly. And we uh, frankly believe that in jurisdictions where folks, the, the, the leadership there is behind it, we think a mandate can be really useful. So we had a great conversation about it yesterday. But you didn't pass the mandate, so it's not required but heavily suggested? No, we did. Our board did uh, uh, pass a motion to do what's called, it's a little complicated, uh, it's called uh, an opt-out public health order for all three of our counties. And what that means is that each Town and county in Adams, Arapahoe, and Douglas counties, when we issue this public health order, which will probably be tomorrow, we'll have about two weeks to review it and say, yeah, that looks good. Uh, we're fine. Or we're not behind it. We don't want to use this in our community. And then they can opt out. So it's a, it's a maneuver to uh, present an opportunity and to give local leadership a chance to take advantage of it or to decline to do so. So if they do take advantage of it, and that becomes reality in Douglas, Arapahoe, and Adams County, could that lead the way for the rest of the state? Well, it's the, some of the other parts of the state have already got a mask mandate. Boulder, Denver, Larimer counties, uh, Eagle Summit, um, Route County, uh, Fort Collins, Inglewood uh, 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 just passed a uh, ordinance in their city, um, North Glen, Westminster. So there are a number of uh, 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 jurisdictions where this already exists. We would hope that this sort of adds to the realization that it's just really not that big a deal to wear a mask. Uh, we liken it to the issue of wearing a seatbelt or sure. really, or really, Murph, even more practically, because a seatbelt protects me if I'm in an accident, but uh, prohibition against driving while impaired prevents me from hurting somebody else. And really, masks are there to protect other people. So um, I don't I don't honestly think all of our jurisdictions are likely to uh, want to adopt it at this point. I suspect we will have some opt-outs. I think those will probably be more common in the parts of our three counties where the uh, uh, transmission of COVID is the lowest right now, and right now it's the lowest and most in sort of in the middle in Arapahoe and highest in Adams County and Aurora, and I, I think we'll probably see some gradation of interest in this by that sort of parameter. Well, what kind of uh, 
penalties are they authorizing in these areas where they're already making it a mandatory idea to wear a mask? Are they fining them or warning them or handcuffing you know, them? I, I would say, Mark, it's, it's the of, of all of the jurisdictions in the past that have been, this is not a way, way to raise money for the community. No. So this is, this is largely an educational approach. So it's largely complaint-based. If you go into your local grocery store and nobody's wearing a mask, you can call your health department uh, and say, hey, you know, that, that grocery store XYZ seems like they're not really having their patrons mask. I'm kind of nervous going in there. And then the health department has a chance to reach out to them and sort of figure out how we can work with them to get uh, better compliance. I say we. We don't have that yet, but that's sure. the kind of thing that's happening in Boulder or Denver. I do want to acknowledge that one thing we do not want to do is have some of the um, less happy people with a requirement take it out of the store personnel. We've right. heard some we've heard some anecdotes, uh, but but they're concerning of people that have gotten really angry. They've yelled. They've spit. There was even a shooting in Aurora uh, 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 six weeks ago or so. And you know, the last, th- th- this is in a store or a business primarily designed to protect the people that are, you know, in some ways putting their lives at risk. Absolutely. You go to a grocery store and that person who's not making a lot of money is that's how you get your food. And we'd like to do everything we can to keep them healthy. So we don't want to create a situation where their lives get more crazy. Um, but that, but it, the, the, the penalties, there will be penalties, but they'll be quite minor. Because once again, the intent is not to say, let's take you to jail or let's you know, find the amount of money. Let's, right. let's try to work with everybody to sort of increase the compliance as best we can. Now, John, explain it to me. I just don't understand, and, you know, there's a lot of things I don't understand, why people are making such a fuss about wearing a mask. It's just so logical. We've been talking about it for months and months. It's a safety feature. Why don't they want to wear a mask? You know, Murph, I hear a lot of, a lot of different explanations, and I get a lot of... Uh, else uh, expressing opinions. Uh, you know, a part of it is, frankly, the very idea of a mandate rubs, you know, some people the wrong way. You, you know, you're making me do something that's the nanny state telling me what to do and that's violating my constitutional rights. So I, I do think that's honestly part of it. Um, I think we haven't seen consistent me- messaging out of the federal government. Part of that came, frankly, from my friends in public Back at the end of February, we were saying, don't wear a mask. Yeah. And then like a month later, we said, whoops, actually, we didn't really mean that. It really would be a good idea to wear a mask. So that's, a, I think, an understandable disconnect. But even when, then when the CDC did recommend it, it wasn't something the administration roundly embraced. And, you know, it's the president is a man of his own mind and has chosen, in most cases, not to wear a mask. And I think that's really done some messaging that hasn't helped. Um, I do, I will, there's some people who have trouble breathing through a mask. Um, and for those people, I don't want to make their lives complicated. I will say there's different fabrics. Some fabrics are frankly harder to breathe through. True. Old t-shirts, and <laughs> just cut them up. They end up being almost as good as the thicker fabric, and they're supposed to be the most breathable substance. So, um and you can even like morph a T-shirt around if you've got oxygen on, sure, and, and and morph it around that. So so we certainly aren't trying to make people who have breathing problems 
compounded by that. That's absolutely not the purpose. We're not asking people to get a doctor's note for why you can't mask anything like that. Sure. Uh, but I think in, in general, uh, most people should be able to take this safe, uh, you know, new, but still, I think, highly valuable public health precaution. Absolutely. And, you know, at first when you saw people wearing a mask, you wondered what was going on. And now, four months later, you, now you're upset if you don't see them wearing a mask. Well, you're, you're right. And, 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 and I guess I would, in fairness, also want to acknowledge that if, if, if you're like me and you believe in masks, the last thing you want to do when you go into a store is start creating a ruckus about the guy next to you who's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we, we do want to we do want to norm this behavior, but we're we're trying to <laughs> do so in a civil way. We're not trying. To, we've got enough strife and polarization. We don't want the proponents of this to add to that strife and polarization. I agree, hundred percent on that one. Let's change the subject a little bit. Let's talk about going back to school, which is a non-top stop type subject, but it seems now there's maybe a bit of a pushback about opening up schools for various reasons. What's happening in Tri-County and the rest of the state on that? Well, I would say that uh, in general, the uh, public health community believes that, uh, and and me included, believes that uh, our schools provide among the most vital of all of our community services for the education of our kids, for the health of our kids, and for the economy because parents really depend upon schools to sort of organize their work life. Um, and I am working as hard as I can with my local superintendents to help them develop approaches so they can open schools as fully as possible. It turns out kids probably have the least to worry about going back to school. Kids don't get COVID as easily as adults. Kids don't get as sick as adults do when they get COVID. And when kids do get COVID, they don't spread it as readily as other people. So we're not oblivious to kids, but kids, and this is in big contrast to the flu, this is a really different setup, virally speaking, than what we see with the flu. What we really want to be sure about is our teachers and the staff feel safe going back to school because they're older. Some of them are over in age groups or with underlying diseases where they're at risk. And we want to try to create a circumstance where everybody can be safe, but but again, particularly those adults that may be at greatest risk. So the CDC has been developing guidance. It's a little later than some of us would like. The state's been developing guidance. I've been helping to review it. Um, We develop guidance in in the metro region as a bunch of local public health agencies because our schools told us a couple of weeks ago we need something yesterday. Can you help us out? Sure. Um, I'm, I am hoping that the president's renewed interest in this topic will end up being constructive. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, he's, he's messaging loudly. I want the schools back open. If we can channel that in a good direction, that's great. Threatening to cut off funding and ignoring, I think, legitimate concerns of, of adults in the schools doesn't help that equation. So, want to do it, want to do it in the right way. And frankly, Murph, we want to keep community uh, transmission of non-school people down because if all of us are wearing masks, yeah. there's less transmission happening that could interrupt schools. So all of this stuff is tied together. Is there any chance, I don't know why this popped into my head, I know kids have a, a less chance of getting COVID, they don't get it as bad, but during the summertime, and you know, they don't hang around so much. But when they're in school for hours sitting next to each other, is there a greater chance they could get it? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a greater chance in, in, anytime any of us are indoors. I don't, I don't want to act like, uh, you know, kids are bulletproof. They're not. They, they do get COVID. And they can get it asymptomatically, and they will get it more readily in classroom spaces or, or any enclosed space. Right, you know, right. Sunday school class, church, uh, bowling alley, whatever. Um, so I don't want to minimize that. And in fact, one of the things that we're trying to work with schools on is yes, we'd like people to wear masks in school. Yes, we'd like for schools to do as much social distancing, you know, spacing things out in the classroom so they're as far apart as possible. We think this is a great time, a great uh, uh, season to try to have as much ventilation in the classrooms as possible. We'd like to try to keep windows open as much as it's safe and feasible to do. You can't do it when it's zero degrees outside right. or when the, out, the, the pollen is bad, but I think the more ventilation we get, the better. So, yeah, indoors does present uh, a greater risk than outdoors for sure. Well, that answers that question. Before I let you go, uh, kind of a quick update how we're doing in the state. It seems like some of the COVID-19 uh, cases are climbing a bit, but not drastically bad. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're, that's, you, you put it perfectly. They're climbing a bit, not drastically bad. We have started to see an uptick in hospitalizations. And for a while, we were able to say, you know, it's just the extra testing, not to worry. It's those young invincibles who are, out there, are getting infected. However, we are now seeing uh, not a lot. Not a lot, but more people going to the hospital. We have not seen an increase in fatalities. That's really good news. Yeah. But I, I, I get nervous because this is what things were looking like in Arizona and Florida and Texas about five weeks or so ago. And we've seen how that's gone, just exploded. So we, 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 want, we don't want explosions to happen in Colorado. No, we don't. But I appreciate you keeping on top of it. And good luck with all you've got to handle. I don't know how you do it every day. Do you ever get a day off, John? Um, every once in a while. <laughs> Did you get a day <laughs> off this year? Let me ask you that. <laughs> God. Well, Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC, my friend, I appreciate your time every week. Uh, it's always good to hear you catch up because you're right on the inside track of what's happening. And thanks for your support and all you're doing. Appreciate it. All right, Murph. Good to, good to chat again. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Take, Take care, care of yourself. Thank you all. This is great. I mean, we're so lucky to have him call every day because he works close with the governor and other health officials throughout the state to let us know what's going on and help you develop your opinions on COVID-19 and what's happening. Thank you, John. Dr. John Douglas, appreciate you coming in, my friend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC, and thank you all for listening to Mile High Magazine. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.